Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly, having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now, I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Lips LA Radio. We are with the one and only Steve Aoki and Ross Butler. Double your pleasure today. How great is that? Double trouble, double trouble. And you guys have a love affair like I've never seen. (laughs) Yeah, we we started dating. About two months ago, yeah. <laughs> I introduced you guys, and honestly, I thought you guys were going to pick out furniture together. I'm sorry, I, but it was we like already a crazy. did. We, we already, already did. did. Yeah. Like, you You'll know, be moving in together anytime yeah. soon. So yeah. you guys both need no introduction, but Steve is obviously one of the biggest DJs in the world, constantly on the Forbes list. Definitely rated as one of the highest paid DJs in the world. I've known you since when, before you were a DJ, I believe, which is pretty cool. Wow. What? Really? And yes, uh, I over think ten years, yeah, fifteen, fifteen. Actually, over fifteen years ago. Crazy. And Ross, yeah. I've known you and been friends with you for many years too. Before you were it's, on Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh yeah, way before that. I think even before I started acting. And there's so many connections you guys have, which you probably don't even know. But I'm going to get into the only thing I will say. I went to see the Queen movie this weekend, and oh, bo- you, that's out. It's out, and yeah. both of your favorite songs, oh. oddly enough, because you know I'm talking about you guys getting married one day, are both <laughs> Queen songs. Yours is Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. and yours is uh, Somebody to Love. I no, believe. don't stop me now. Don't stop but me somebody, now. Okay. somebody to Love is don't great. Don't stop, stop me now. now. It's yeah. a great that's song. So what is the likelihood of two guys that became such good friends having both the same? You know, Queen is your favorite band and favorite song. I had no idea that was your favorite band. We just have great taste in music. Uh, yeah, fist bump on that bump. one? Yeah. Fist bump. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'd say uh, Queen's like, it's up there in my favorite bands, but Linkin Park is like my, which is why, you know. Oh, anyway. just another man. Connection what? This bromance <laughs> yeah. just gets better and Wait, better. Wait, what? Is that your st- oh Just my another yeah. connection. Yeah, Linkin Park is one of my favorite bands of all time. No. And, yeah. Oh, I mean. Meteora got me through high school. Hybrid Theory, yeah, Meteora, hybrid theory, yeah. yeah. Uh, even the later albums, like, uh, I mean, all of it, I mean, it's all of midnight, it. Midnight, all of it, yeah. 
Well, I'm uh, sure there's a lot of similarities between you two, but I want to take it back to the beginning. Steve, I mean, your documentary, obviously, you, you and I hang out a bunch, but it's called I'll Sleep When I'm Dead because obviously you're the hardest working guy I've ever seen <laughs> and much respect because I think Thank I you. work hard, then I hang around you and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you are definitely the hardest guy I've ever seen work in this business and and, and much respect because it's it's a quality that a lot of people should learn from actually. So, um, and you, you have the number one song this past week in the whole world, which is incredible, right? From BTS. It's absolutely like mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. So how does it feel after all these years of doing this, starting before you were, you were like promoting clubs, you started yeah, a record right, label right. and this week you literally had the number one song in the world. I mean, take me back to the beginning because that's a pretty amazing feat. And I congratulated you the other day, but I want to say congratulations Thank on you. the air again. Thank so you. How does Thank that feel? You. Must feel incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. I think, uh, well, I mean, you don't ever expect something like that. You don't. It's, it's something that you can't you can't you can't really fathom something at that degree. You know, it's a. Uh, um, you hope for the best. You hope you know that some people like it. You know, a little bit more than that, but. Especially the where I come from. I mean, when I really when I found music, I found music when it, like you know the straight edge hardcore scene was what I found. Okay, and that scene is so small, and and uh, it's like part of the you know punk rock subculture, which is I, I it's like against the mainstreams. Like we're so small, we're gonna be like. No, we don't want to be on the radio. We don't want to be famous. We don't want major label support. Right. We're doing this on our own. And, uh, and then like, you know, fast forward decades later, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different world, but you know, but you get, weird. you get that work ethic from your dad, I believe. Right. Because I think your dad works super hard from what I understand. And he was a yeah. marketing genius, right? Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, Rocky Oki started Benny Hanna's and also was breaking the mold back then. He had his face on like hot air balloons. He was <laughs> <Yeah>. wrestling. <laughs> he was racing what? cars. Bizarre. So yeah. I, really? I, yeah. I want to feel I like you yeah. about Benny Hanna, but yeah. I didn't know about all that. You didn't know, that? <laughs> yeah. know about the air balloons, hot air balloons. That That's the thing about my dad. Um, um, you know, he was a restaurateur, which, you know, everyone, everyone in America knows Benny Hanna, but, but like growing up, what, how he branded it was outside of the restaurant business. That's, right. how, that's how it actually became a uh, household name because like he was, he would do the hot air balloons and he would scrawl Benny Hanna across the balloons. <laughs> he would do like break records there. He would offshore boat race with Benny Hanna across the boat. Like, so he just kind of. Cross marketed. I can see know. how the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> you think for respect. any? You think there's any way that you got that marketing capability from watching what he did with all that? Because it's a pretty parallel yeah, universe. I think. You know, I I I always say that he he's not like the kind of father that's like, all right, son, I'm going to sit you down. Here's like the 101 on marketing or branding or whatever. It's more like I just you watch. You know, yeah, you just absorb it and you kind of like. You know, as a kid, I think it affects you to the point where you're like, I dream to do this. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think it's more subconscious than anything else. But um, uh, it's it's, yeah, it's crazy thinking back about that. And you grew up in Newport and kind of a show business family, too, because your sister, Devin, we work with. And I love your sister. Shout out to Devin Aoki. Oh, yeah. Um, so you <laughs> kind of have like a whole entertainment family, right? Other, yeah. I mean, when I before I like I was doing anything, Devin already blew up. You know, Devin blew up when she was 15. I was I was 20, and I was a I was a punk kid in college, and and she was already working with Carl Lagerfeld and Chanel, and and uh, you know, traveling around the world, modeling and being a supermodel. And um, I was like, well, I'm I'm just a punk kid. I'm gonna do my thing. And and I looked up to Devin, I, even though she was my baby sister. 
It's like, wow, she made it. She she really broke the mold, especially for Asian Asian Americans. You know, like it's incredible to see that. It's amazing. I kind of feel like I met you when you first started, and you were doing clubs out here. You just dis- you were discovering bands like The Kills even before they had music. Which again, yeah. you've always been great at discovering bands right before they break, and you have your own label. So talk a little bit about your label, the artists you've discovered. Any artists that you missed that you really wanted to sign that you're like, shit, because you had Block Party, you had The Kills. I, I, you know, I'll tell you a story that, um, you know, like, yeah, Block Party, The Kills, those were the artists that really broke Dimock in that era mm-hmm. because I was putting out, this is before I was a DJ, this is this is when I was a rock kid. And um, I had an opportunity to release Arcade Fire's first EP. Wow. Whoa. What? Yeah, and you passed I, yeah. on it. Tell me you passed. No, on it. I didn't. I, it was not really a pass. It was more of a negotiation process that you know uh, I was talking with their lawyer, which which was their manager at the time, and I didn't talk to the band. You know, I was just talking with her, and she's like, "Okay, you know, we want to release this EP uh, before Funeral came out," and and uh, you know, I was I just negotiated too hard, and I, and I lost the deal, but. That was like Crazy. one of my but like, you did what fi- if moments. But you did find the kills and block parties. So yeah, I see feel the like kills, block party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've released over a thousand, a thousand records now in the wow. wow, catalog. You know, Jeez. which are the ones that you're the most proud of? You have ones that you're like. Super I mean, the Chainsmokers was like, like probably the big EDM. Mm. You know, see, I didn't even know that you kind of discovered those guys. Neither did I. Wow. Yeah, we put out their first three singles before mm. before roses when roses like Amazing. you know really like launched them so we uh. were putting out more of their underground we put out selfie it was like their first yeah. kind of like hello we're here we're the chain smokers because mm. um, a lot of people know you as a dj obviously a worldwide renowned dj but obviously people don't know you're a producer you have a record label i don't know how many products you have out but i took a tour of your house the other day in vegas <laughs> ross you're next so you're gonna know, come check it out, out there, yeah we've been and, talking about that I yeah know. and i don't know i mean but this, i'm wearing the socks i have the, the hoodie on here i'm representing <laughs> at the jacket in the back here somewhere so how many products you actually have at this point do you know because i couldn't keep up there was I, like every I'm five minutes sure, there was right. like a steve aoki something coming at me <laughs> i know you have a pizza line now which is pretty cool right yeah yeah i mean have it, you tried that ross a pizza line. yeah actually i have you have i ordered it i think <laughs> that, the day that did it you get a free or no? <laughs> i i didn't but i mean they've offered for my next cheat day to send me a free pizza so it was pretty good i got the pepperoni all right all right awesome thanks ross yeah, I Thank love it, but even <laughs> even that idea steve how did that come about because me and ross want to start a pizza company and we're not so fortunate <laughs> to come up with ideas like this so um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's the kind of thing I, I, you know, I have to give it up to like the idea of collaboration and working with amazing people in different fields. And, uh, and you know, just this, I guess the whole thing is I'm going to break it down as a kid. Um, and I think the takeaway here, the takeaway here is that, uh, to all the people out there that, that have great ideas and they're like, well, how do I bring it to execution? Well, the thing is, is that you can make anything possible. And that's what I found when I was a kid, when I found this hardcore scene is that we got together and we're like, we're such a small little band of people that we need to broadcast. We need to, uh, publicize, promote what we're doing and we'll do it by any means possible, by any means necessary. So we're going to start a band, even though it's a bad band, right? You know, we're going to create What was the name of the band? My band was called Goodhue. It was my teacher, Mr. Goodhue. Oh, cool. And I'm going to start a zine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, like, writing poetry, bad poetry, interviewing bands, putting together a zine. And, like, it, the, the thing is, is, like, you don't need marketing plan. You don't need... If you build uh, it, they'll come. 
basically you you have to think realistically like it doesn't have to be as big as your aspirational uh you know the things you compare that you want to become start small start with the resources that you have Definitely. and you can do a pizza brand that's selling to your five friends like Ross, literally I- you could bake <laughs> your own pizzas in your kitchen and sell it to your five friends and that's how you start you could be a dj start in your living room you could have a clothing line start by silkscreen t-shirts which is what i did when i was 15 years old Jeez. i was in my mom's closet my mom's closet you know emulsifying the ink silkscreen yeah, and Scott, selling the shirts for five i feel bucks. like i'm not doing anything know, i'm not life. doing anything Jeez. either <laughs> actually fast forward that zine that you made is now your own comic book too right so what is there oh anything you God. haven't done I mean, the, the, the thing is, is like now it's it's a little bit more complex because I can't do that alone. I have to say that I mean, like it's partner, it's collaboration. It's exactly we live in a very collaborative society. So in order to to become that professional step, I have the platform to allow myself to do the collaborations with with individuals that have have a history in those fields. Well, you have a great but, team around you too. But when you start, mm-hmm. I think the real takeaway is like when you start, you're like, how do I do this comic book? You start by like drawing comics. You right. start by doing things mm-hmm. and really going like, is this my passion? Like if, if it's your passion, you will Succeed. put the time in because the passion will end up becoming something that's a real execution. Definitely. You know, so. Take away to that, Russ, me and you are doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I do want to jump to Wasted On Me. This song has 13 million views last I checked on YouTube, which is incredible. Jeez. Number one song in the world as of last week. And let's I just, it's probably still the number one song in the world. So that's got to be the most amazing feeling ever. Is this your first number one, like the biggest number one that you've had so far? Yeah, I mean, by far globally. And, you know, whenever mm-hmm. I think about my music, I don't think about, because like if I get on the radio, it's already, a, it's like, it's a huge win for me because I've never playlisted on the radio very, very, very rarely. So for me, like my success in my music has always been just, you know, listens, streams, right. global listens and how, how my shows are affected by that as well, you know, because I'm at the end of the day, I, I make my music also to to be able to play it for people in front of me. Definitely. So, um, and you like, guys have such a you actually have such a love affair that Ross, you covered the song and you put it on your Instagram, right? Yeah. You and know, then Steve, you reposted it, I think, today but or something. The thing right? is, Ross is a Ross BTS is a good singer. fan, though. Right. I mean, like, I we now. talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, were you a BTS it's just, fan it's just before, a great song. Ross? I, I, I knew of them, but you know, I wasn't like a diehard fan. But then after the song, I was just like, this is really catchy, and they're actually really crossing over. It's one of the first. Uh, I guess K-pop or I guess any Asian uh, right. band to really cross over, and I just like the song. I was like, you know, I think this could work really well as an acoustic, like '90s-ish type of thing, and just did go. it. Yeah. And when did you guys actually become aware of each other? I mean, you would probably known about Steve for a while, oh, I've but, known but Steve, Steve, when have you known? About, when did you learn about Ross and everything he was up to? Thir- I mean, obviously, Thirteen Reasons Why. I yeah. mean, and you know, for me, it's like it, it like takes me back to when I was a kid. And I was watching Bruce Lee going, "Hey, there's this guy, there's an Asian guy that everyone likes." And then, you know, fast forward into watching 13 Reasons Why and then seeing Ross Butler, this Asian guy that, like, the whole world knows about and everyone's, like, like loves this guy, you know? Like, I was like, Everyone man, I'm, Ross. like, cheering Ross on like he's my best friend. I'm like, I don't know him, but I'm like, I want to know him. And I'm, like, in his corner going, go, Ross, go, Ross. I mean, so, dude, so, Steve, you know, when, I was, go Ross. when I was, like, in high school, yeah, Steve, you were that person to me because you were, like, the cool DJ. And it's just, like, I didn't know any cool Asian DJs growing uh, up. Yeah. And you were the guy that was caking people and, like, <laughs> going crazy. I was just like, I want to be that because it's, like, the, the whole Asian thing wasn't your brand. You were just, like, a cool right. party guy. The yeah, cake yeah, thing kind of started at Coachella, right? Is that where it started? Is that where it started? <laughs> or was that the the raft thing started the ra- Coachella. The raft, the raft thing started Coachella in 2009. Right. Which was like, it sparked the whole thing for me going, wow, if I come up with something that's unique, 
then people will know it's a Steve Aoki experience. Yeah. So then I was like, what is the next thing after riding on a raft on a, on a crowd? You know, and I was. Let me throw a cake in someone's face. Well, yeah, or trial and error. Trial and error. Trial and error. Try something <laughs> new every day and, like, you know, and th- keep thinking about like, a silly idea. And that actually was a very silly, kind of like dumb idea and kind of like a, a gimmick. Like, all but right. People really want it because I put something up on my Instagram who wants to get caked by you? And actually, someone wrote to me and they're here at the studio. So, oddly enough, <laughs> we're going to do this in a little bit. So, we you are going to actually. You're going to, you know, face. we're not on. <laughs> greasy, ever, greasy. Pizza. You don't okay. normally do caking in the middle of the street, but it's a new thing that we're going to do today. So, um, so let's talk about in, in the business of, of EDM and where it's all gone and everything, Steve. So, DJs these days, I've heard somewhere that Steve Wynn paid, he's paid DJs up to like $400,000 for the night, which is insane. Insane. And when you first started, you probably were making like peanuts, right? So the business yeah, my of, first paycheck was. Oh, uh, I saw it at your house the other day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was actually a lot of money. That my that, that paycheck you saw was two fifty. Right. But I, I mean, I was making like you know a bar well bar tap for one was the first start. Wow. I was like, oh, yo, I get free drinks in here. <laughs> but then like two twenties now, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm living it up, you know, like cause I was I was enjoying DJ and, and you know in these small little bars and stuff, but. Uh, you know, like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to like the, the exorbitant rate of what DJs make, it's at the end of the day, it's all economic. So if like, you know, let's just, let's just talk about numbers here. Let's say, let's say like, uh, DJ makes a hundred grand. Right. And if the club, if Steve Wynn or whoever, uh, a, a big club is like going to pay them a hundred grand, the, the club itself has to make Certain amount. Exactly. Right. So, so if they're not making that number, right. then the DJ, get paid. when the contract co- comes up, it's like, sorry, we can't pay you a hundred grand, but we actually, it can go both ways. We made so much money because you brought all these people in that we're going to actually give you a raise because someone else is going to take you. Right. Right. So it's economics at the end of the day. It's like a, mm. you know, it's like, you know, another artist that can bring in talent. So they, they should get more money. If they don't, they're not going to get as much. So it's like. It's like that's the game that's being played. I think for both of you guys, an interesting question is at what point in your careers did you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm on to something here. Like, sort of, I think this is a path that I can obviously use a DJ and Ross as an actor. There had to be a moment where Ross, maybe it was a movie you did, maybe it was Riverdale, because Ross was also on Riverdale, if you guys don't know. Um, Steve, what, was it your first like major festival that you did that you were like, this is definitely, I think I'm, I mean, this is my career for the rest of my life. I started as a producer and I was doing clubs and this and that, but now... I feel like I really hit my stride with this business. Um, I mean, it's it's been these small little victories. There wasn't this like miraculous moment where things just like blew up. I think it was very very small steps that all happened. But I'd have to say, playing festivals was for me an emotional victory. Yeah, you know, going from a small club mm-hmm. to playing at Coachella in two thousand seven. That Incredible. was a really big first big moment. Like holy shit, I'm like playing at Coachella, even though I'm opening in front of like a quarter. You know a quarter of the crowd, yeah. some of them are sitting down. Like it's the, like still I'm like on the bill. And that was a, that was a big moment. What about you, Ross? Like, yeah, well, I think the, the question is uh, determining between when I committed to doing this as a job and when I actually got the validation that, you know, that this is possible. But I mean, yeah, of course the validation comes with being on a show and doing a movie, but um, yeah, there was a moment. It was, I think it was like a year or two after taking acting classes where I really fell in love with just the art and the craft of it. And, I had like a hallucinatory, hallucinatory moment. I think that's a <laughs> like, word. That is, is that word. the word? It's just like I feel like I got, and I just I was like, "This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, whether it be acting or producing or just creating content." Like, you know, I'm 
spreading to different fields in entertainment, but I just love telling stories. So I will say, and there should be a lesson everyone out there who wants to really, you know, uh, market themselves and be successful. Ross is so intuitive with this kind of stuff. You would even hit me up and say, I have this idea for this great piece, right? And you don't need to do that, Ross, but your hustle and the fact, Steve, your amazing marketing capability, that's part of the reason you guys are so successful because that marketing capability is what makes people who they are. And, and pe- not everyone has that, obviously. So shout out. It's to also, you yeah, you that, just, so. it's what Steve said earlier. So like, if you really love it, it's, it'll come. If you just put in the work, that, that's all it takes. It's, but you really have to love it or else you're not going to put in the work. You're not going to attract the things that you need to attract. Definitely. And yeah. I actually, I have a question for you, Ross. So yeah. I like yeah. this. Steve interviewing Ross. <laughs> I don't even have to talk. It makes well, my job very and, easy. And what you're talking about actually, like, like it, it, it sparked this question. Like, you know, um, acting, like it's so hard, like when you, like the facial expressions, like you know, because I like <laughs> I I I try to act in like some music videos or like my own YouTube thing. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it, man. Like, so I guess the question is like, is it a natural thing, or do you have to work towards getting to that place where you can make people feel something so strong where they they cry or get angry or yell at the screen I, or, you know. I think it's half and half. It's just about being comfortable. I think with everything that's creative, you, you need to have a level of comfort um, in order to do it well because you're channeling something. And sure, acting takes some technique. Like you have to learn how to analyze a script or to know the beats. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's just allowing yourself to go to a deeper place and allowing yourself to do it in front of a camera. I think everybody has some ability to act. It's just your openness or you and, and season two, you know, we've talked Ross about is going to tell us we want secrets about season three. Well, well see, season two, <laughs> oh, let, let me just, yeah. let me just say like your, your performance blew oh, me you, away. Like you, you stole the screen for me. I was, you know, and that's when I was like, that's my dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, man. And then like the introduction it, came like, and there it, you go. It yeah. really was like, okay, Ross is a cool member of 13 Reasons Why, but then in season two, you know, it, it just, like, the emotions, the, like, ex, like you know, like, a- accenting all the things that make you feel something, like, that really came out. Like, I appreciate that. Man. Can you I talk do. about that a little bit? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to step away for a minute. And, uh, no. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, let's just, because, like, like, for me, like, if I'm listening, right, if I'm listening right now to this interview, right, and I'm like, I mean, everyone, I know as I'm saying this, people listening are thinking season two, Ross Butler. Let's just <laughs> well, like stop. But Steve, and, we really want to know about season three. What people season, don't well, need the I secrets. can't say anything about season three. You can but, give us a yeah. hint or something. I, I can't. How ne- good friends Netflix, are we? If Netflix is listening to this, I am holding to my contract. <laughs> my NDA can't say anything. But no, season, uh, it's going back to what you said. It's just like it, it, it's uh, season two is heavily about the Asian American experience, to be honest, because with me and my mom and about not showing emotions and all that. So. Yeah, it is just being myself and then just allowing people to see it and being open enough. And, you know, with the writers, they they had talked to me, the head writer, Brian, he talked to me about my family and everything. So, yeah, it was half telling a story, but then also half telling my story. Yeah. And I think that's part of what made it authentic or and you probably get it as well. That that really hit home, hit like it hit to my heart because like, I, you know, it's like like seeing an Asian face going through these kinds of things. It represents the Asian community and just like Asian you said, American the Asian American experience. Yeah. And uh, and shout out to the writers of Thirteen Reasons Why for covering <laughs> so many issues yeah. that teenagers face on a daily basis. Yeah. It's not just like it opened up this box season two that 
It started well, the conversation. So, I think, so right? important. Yeah, it started yeah. the conversation between parents and kids and what's important, right? And having yeah. that dialogue about super important issues like suicide, obviously, right? Or else, yeah. Yeah, that's what we aim to do, just break down the barriers because, you know, some people will say that it was too much. Some people will say it was perfect. But, I mean, we got people talking about it. So that's that's what's most important. So hold yeah. that thought. I want to play Just Hold On, a great Steve Aoki track. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to talk about secrets of season three. No, we, no, we <laughs> All right. This is Just Hold On, Steve Aoki and Lewis Tomlinson. Hey, this is Anthony Kiedis, and uh, I'm on the radio with Scott Lips. You're listening to Lips in L.A. You listen to Lips L.A. Radio. You are with Steve Aoki. And Ross Butler, Double Trouble, yeah. one of the best DJs in the world, and Ross Butler from 13 Reasons Why. So um, we did this game the other day, Ross, at your house, where you do this, uh, Ross, sorry, that would be Steve at your house, <laughs> where this challenge, this trivia challenge, oh, which yeah. you're great at. And I thought it'd be a really great thing to do with Ross, okay. because you can oh. kind of tell Ross the deal with this trivia question thing that you have. And, okay. and I okay. lost, and also our buddy Will lost. And um, we actually asked two questions. Why don't you explain it a little Just bit, Steve? any so kind of trivia? Talk. Okay, I'll let no. you explain Steve will so explain So you pick uh, anyone in the room can pick a subject. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's got to be an actual number on the internet or something. It doesn't have to necessarily be the most accurate number, whatever's on the internet. Like, for example, a uh, random question like this. How many, what, what is the average number of times um, a, a person has sex over their lifetime? Right, oh. and then you, and then we guess up and down all the way, not up and down, like we keep going up until uh-huh. let's say I say like, let's say I say ten thousand. You're like, you know what? I don't think it's anything higher. I'm gonna take lower. Oh, okay. So right? you high low type. Yeah, of thing. exactly. Okay. So then we pick a number like, or I'll say like three thousand. You're like, nah, I think it's a little bit higher. I'll take, I'll take thirty five hundred. Now I'm like, no, I think it's thirty six hundred. We we'll just keep so, going until we stop. So okay. I, have, I have the question for you because okay. I lost the other day, and so I was determined to make sure that I don't lose again. But Regardless, Steve, you have so many products, like I mentioned, right? Because how many? You don't even know actually how many products do you have? How many products do you have between the socks and oh the God. pizza and the know. restaurant oh, you have? <laughs> There's a lot like of products. That. That's not the question. Okay, I think right, you yeah. might know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't but know, because yeah, I just yeah. had I just had Gene Simmons from Kiss um, in the, on the show the other day, and they're probably one of the most successful bands in the history of music merchandising. I figured, can you guys tell me and guess how many products Kiss have on the marketplace? How many products like T-shirts, hoodies, right? Like, Licensing uh, deals, you know, products. Oh my God. Right. So that's uh, the question, and I, then I want to see who wins. Okay, you actually I'll, have I'll, the number. Scott? I do have the number. Yeah, what's the yeah. number? And we're betting on a Dim Mac sweater sweatshirt. Okay. All right, yeah, let's do that. Right. Let's do that. So, I'll, like, okay. if I if I if I win, you have to buy one. Okay. Okay. If 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 I lose, I'll 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 send it to you. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to put a disclaimer uh, on it. So. Okay. Or actually, you know what? If 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 I if I win, Scott Lips has to buy it for you. I already bought one. I can't <laughs> yeah, do you that. Have, that. that. It's your TV show. Can't, it's your TV show. I can't agree with that. You can't let your guest I think that's purchase. A okay, so Scott Maybe Lips. Scott I, Lips can, is, we can't keep making You don't have to buy anything. <laughs> Scott Lips is buying this hoodie for you. I already bought one. I'm broke I know, but Scott, we're your guests. We're supporting you. I'll buy you a pizza aioki. How about that? That's what I'll buy. I'm buying you a pizza aioki. So we're changing it from a hoodie to a pizza aioki that Scott Lips will buy for you if you lose. Yeah, I'm down for that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And okay. if I win, I have to buy it for Scott. So I know the yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. I know the answer. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll so gonna, we, have to, we have to keep yeah. going up and up. So okay. I'm going to start at a, at a very conservative number. I'm going to say four items. And then you can keep going what? up. But you can keep going up. And I can go up and go okay. up and say, we'll I'm, stop. I'm just going to I'm gonna skip ahead and say 150. 155. Okay. What keep, is this? The price is right? So yeah, basically, that's what it is. So you could go 154 and below. Yeah. No. But, I mean, this is KISS. They right. have to have at least 
at least like 300. Okay, I'll take 299 and below. And you're taking 300 and above. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. 300? All right. All right. All right. So I'm 299 and below. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah, let's go. 3,000. More than 3,000. Okay, I'm way off. I'm way off. I mean, it's sort of like Long Island, right? You guess there's like 250,000 people living there. It was like 8.5 million. Right, right, right. I knew it was going to be in the thousands, but I was just like, Steve, I was trying to do like a dramatic thing where it's like, we keep building and building and building. Yeah, I should have kept going up. 299. I know. I was like, I wasn't quite sure. I was like, like how many? Because in my head, I'm thinking there's a t-shirt, there's a hoodie, there's a sock, there's a shoe. You know? nah, there's I mean, you know that there's toilet bowl, there's condoms, oh, there's yeah. coffins. Right, yeah. It's like there's, they gotta have a t-shirt for at least every song they have. Yeah, like the paint. Like it's probably kiss paint, you know, yeah. for your face. All stuff. right, Steve. Last yeah. but not least, Neon Future Three is coming out. You're super excited about that, right? Yes, you I collaborated yeah. with a ton of artists on this album, right? Yeah. So let's talk about it. You have collaborations with BTS, Kiara, Little Yachty. Bella Thorne, which is an interesting one. Jimmy really? Eat World, yeah. Lady Anthem. So tell us about because it's dropping any day now. Yeah, it's dropping on November 9th next week. Um, it's it's three years in the making since Neon wow. Future Two. So Neon Future Two came out in 2015, and uh, it's just mega collabs of 17 songs. Um, a lot of them, you know, actually like maybe maybe a, I don't know a third or maybe more have already came out. Lauren Hargy, Louis oh, Tomlinson, BTS. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, BTS. Uh, but the new one with Blink-182 is a banger. Wow. And, that and, you, one, got, and you got Jimmy Eat World. On and Jimmy, too, yeah, so Jimmy Eat World. 90s, yeah. 90s rock Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So, I mean, I'm a rock guy, so, yeah. you know, I always, like, you know, like working with Linkin Park, oh, that was a dream. Man. You know, and, It's coming out next week? Yeah, it's coming out next week. On the 9th. And the Bella Thorne one is, is also, like, for all the Bella fans out there, they're going to love it. Yeah. She's incredible. Wow, she she just absolutely just did a, an incredible job. That's awesome. So that's dropping soon. What else is next? There's got to be 8,000. I mean, there's the restaurant. There's the pizza. I know you yeah. donated some of your stuff to the Smithsonian, some of your DJ equipment, which is amazing. That, 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 was, a, that was a huge milestone. That Let's was, not forget, uh, once again, you have the number one song in the world right now. And we're going to jump to that song in just a moment. Yeah. But um, anything else? Because I'm sure, like, I, you know, you do like three things a day at least. There's like two gigs. There's another. I mean, I can't keep up I, with you. you. Know, I, I'm like I, dizzy I, looking. I, You're Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm. I'm not gonna give away too much information on something very, very, very special that's gonna happen. Um, something special is gonna happen that that uh, that me and Ross are involved in. Oh, you're not. You guys uh, aren't getting married, are you? We're not getting okay. married. Well, okay. but we, I, we'll put that in there. But maybe. Domestic but like, partnership. Let's, let's just. <laughs> right. Okay. You know. Yeah. We, but. It's, it's very exciting. Okay, and yeah, Ross, yeah. you have Shazam coming out. That's on Wikipedia, yes, so we can talk about that. <laughs> it's on I'm sorry, you know, but it's on the Wikipedia. Yes, you can talk about I it. I can't say in what regard I am, but yes, you guys Shazam. are both into comic books and superheroes. Yep. Green Lantern, right? Yeah. Green Lantern, your favorite. So, yeah. yeah, that's my absolute that's favorite. I'm a Wolverine guy. You know what? Always Wolverine. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, if I could be a superhero, yeah, then I, I, you know. I want to pick Wolverine because he was my favorite. I, yeah. I have all the Wolverine comics, but Green Lantern, the fact that he can imagine anything, yeah, it just trumps that's like the better having power. like you know Wolverine's having adamantium. Also like depressed and he's like an alcoholic. Yeah, and, and he's know. he's like angry. <laughs> just, yeah, and, but he's so he's a badass, you know. Yeah. But but then like the idea, I'm like, hey, you know what? I want to fly into space and or I want to swim underwater forever, and I want to, you know. I could just imagine you can anything. Just do so much more. Yeah, it's yeah. Wolverine's way cooler. Yeah, he's cooler. He's like the he's the rock. He's like the punk rock of the. Yeah, of the yeah. He's just like the angry, like yeah, because like I, you know, growing up in, as a punk kid, I'm like, 
you know, that's probably the most, the, the best comparison for that. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you yeah. know, but edgy. Yeah, but I, I love Wolverine too. Well, yeah. I want to jump to Waves and On Me, the number one song in the world right now. 13 million views. Is it 13 or 30? I don't know. There's I a actually lot. have no idea. Probably like 30. Doug, you might know the answer to that. Okay, well, it's, but let's call it at least 13 million views. Number one song in the world right now, Steve Aoki. And uh, here it is, Wasted on Me. We'll be right back and wrap it up with Steve Aoki and Ross Butler. What up? This is Afrojack. You're listening to Scott Lips live right now. Let's go. We're with the one and only Steve Aoki, Ross Butler. So, guys, in closing, I know you guys are friends. There's so much on the pipeline coming up. So this next year for you, Steve, what's going on? Because, I mean, let's talk about the 80 things you have going on this year. Well, the main thing is Neon Future 3. I want to, like, if whoever's interested in what I'm doing... I'm focusing on my album. You could pre-order right now. Um, it's got 17 collaborations, 17 songs, uh, continuing the Neon Future Saga, and uh, and more music down the pipeline. I always bring out the music, you know. So, and you are a futurist for whatever that's worth. Right? You really believe. I, you really I study got the science. Tattoo. <laughs> you have the tattoo, which I feel like find you're actually. It's actually fascinating how you even your body. You do testing on your body to learn about new methods of like preventing disease and whatnot, right? Which is pretty cool. Something you and I speak about from time to time. But being a futurist to you means what? Just being ahead of the curve in terms of where it's going? And and I mean, because I feel like you're really into this subject. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely, I I think, the main thing is this. I think that our generation, our generation is at this, this, the precipice of change, whether we are going to be the, the last generation of people to die or the first generation of people to live forever. We're really so close with technology. Well, you'll live forever and I won't. I no, think but that's no, what's that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, too, our our generation, is, I'm not yeah. kidding. I, I like, I really just reading these, these books on science and like, you know, like, you know, following this, I mean, it sounds like a crackpot idea, but like with, I think with technology, we're so close to the point where where uh, death is simply a disease that can be cured. I know that's crazy to think about, but I really, you know, that's what the neon future is, is like thinking about in this optimist way where, I mean, who knows with technology where we can actually go. Well, so I truly believe if anyone yeah. can cure it and figure it out, it's probably you. <laughs> and, uh, and so Neon Future 3, pick it up. Ross, you got Shazam. You got 13 Reasons Why. You're going to tell us one little secret on the third season before we go or not? It's... Um the third season comes after the second season. Wow. That's, <laughs> you heard it here, guys. Yeah. You're not going to hear that anywhere else. Yeah. You're getting Exclusive. Like, that, two, is, that is a big news. I mean, <laughs> I'm blown away right now. Two, I very, close friend, face, two very close friends of mine. You're getting exclusives here. You'll get nowhere else in the world. The third comes so. after the second. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> No, talk what? about the future. <laughs> so that's, talk, the future. <laughs> that's the future. Three comes after two. Yeah. Yeah. You guys will have yeah. to check the YouTube link, but we're about to cake someone right now in the alleyway. So um, tune in to the YouTube channel when you'll see Steve Cake, uh, one of the guests. Woo. And uh, thanks me. again. No, let, how about me and Russ? Me and Ross will, no, we'll cake the guests I'll together. Watch, let's, let's do, I'll, let's I'll do it together. No, right. you, you just do, let's do it together. Why I don't, not? By, right. Right. by the way, who <laughs> lost his pet? Have you kicked anyone? Oh, wait. Are you, no, have I kicked it? Yeah, no, ever, why would I ever cake it? Yeah, what we, situation let's, would I be in that ever cake it? We got to do this. This is part of the bromance. I want to ruin romance. the, the guy's happening. experience. It's he happening wants now. the full cake from Steve. Hey, guys, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a blast. Awesome. And uh, we'll be doing the caking on YouTube right now. Woo. Thanks, yeah, guys. Wait, wait, you, you asked the question. You said, like, oh, who, who won? Who won in the end? I don't even remember. Um, who won. I won. Ross won. Okay, so I don't have to buy a pizza. So I have to send a pizza to you. Okay, good. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I was going to get one anyway. No, 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 no. I got the next pizza you, you like pe- the pepperoni right i anything okay because i like pineapple pepperoni mushroom, okay so let's look, we're gonna i'm gonna send you the steve 
That's the okay. pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you just hold on. Okay, that's that's the normal cheese pizza. What else we got, Doug? What other pieces we have? It's probably waste on me pizza, right? You well, not that? yet. Yeah, I got to make one. I got to make one. We got to make a new one. <laughs> All right. Is well. the Steve Veroni like little pepperonis with cakes on them? Oh, that's what a great idea. It, that's a, it, we we got to make a Ross Butler pizza. Guys, too, you, gotta, really you guys are going to form a band after all this. I, yeah, I really no, feel it. It's, it's starting. It's starting. It's yeah. definitely starting. Well, thanks so much for coming on, guys. You guys rock. Both great friends of mine. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. And um, here comes the caking episode. Tune into YouTube. Peace. Thanks. Yeah. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. Don't talk when I'm talking. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it. You see it? Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now, I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts 